My name is Janelle Niles. I'm a First Nations Mi'kmaq and Two-Spirited woman from Sabaganagany, Nova Scotia, and I go by she, her. I'm Jen Hayward. I'm Métis living in Ottawa, but don't hold that against me. I'm originally from Saskatchewan, um, and I've lived in Ottawa for many years, and I've done comedy for 28. Um, so your Indigenous comedy show, Got Land, has been touring across Canada. How did you, that passion and this show get started? Before Janelle came on the scene, and this is a little props to her, there was two of us. There was Don Kelly and myself, and we got all the work. And then Janelle came and she was like, you know what? We want to amplify all Indigenous voices. So all these, what which also broke down stereotypes because people are like, oh, you can't have too many Indigenous people on a show. And I can swear most shows have more diversity than a show full of just all white guys. But she just started bringing up all these great people. And her shows can be a mix of someone trying it for the first time and a veteran. And it actually made Don and I kind of up our game uh, because of, of what she's done. So I know she's humble about her brand, but her brand has given many, many Indigenous voices, even just a one or two times off to gain a little confidence, to try it, to get it off their bucket list. And I think that's an amazing thing she's done. So I want to say that, but also uh, I was worried it would mean less work for me, uh, but you know, um, it hasn't. So no worries. <laughs> and if it did, no worries. There's a lot of room for everybody. Um, Gotland Indigenous Comedy Show uh, was inspired by last Lack of representation in Ottawa. There was only two comedians, uh, Don and Jen, and I realized there's more of us and some comedians in Ottawa who didn't even um, outwardly identify as Indigenous, even though they were Indigenous. And I was like, why don't you identify as Indigenous? Because, oh, because they don't want us to uh, rely too much on our race. I'm all like, well, Black comedians don't do that. Asian comedians don't do that. And they're like, oh, well, the white guys tell us. And I'm like, ah, no, we're going to come out and uh, we're going to put our own comedy group together because before we were just kind of uh, tokenized, there only could be one Indigenous comedian. I was like, okay, we're going to have this Indigenous comedy show. And I thought it was just going to be a one-off. Just, we're going to have a one Indigenous comedy show. We had the show, Jen was on it, Don Kelly was there. Uh, APTN also was there, which was nice. And after the show happened, people came up to me and asked, when's the next one? And then I knew I had something there because the community was hungry for it. Canada is hungry for it. And now we travel across Canada, giving Indigenous humor, making people laugh all ugly. Both of you said that you came into comedy from personal experiences, personal struggles and triumphs. And both of you, if I may fit the section of intersectionality where you are um, a woman or a minority, mm -hmm. um, can you maybe address some of those struggles being both? The struggle of the intersectionality is also um, now that there's an Indigenous brand, as a Métis person, you can be told you're not Indigenous enough to be on shows or and um, as a woman, and I'm also polyamorous, I just keep, get, you know, changing my lifestyle up just so I can get more jokes. But um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll go live with a woman and her four kids. Sure, my husband and I will have fun, right? But the point is the intersectionality, it, it comes out in terms of, you know, people's criticism. But I always say, don't pressure yourself to be more or less than you are, right? I am Indigenous. These are facts, right? But I'm not doing on the res type comedy, 
right? Um, I don't do jokes that aren't mine to tell, right? I talk about, you know, being, um, you know, experiences I've had. And even then, I'm exceptionally careful from the Indigenous lands what I share. Um, and it's not my job to make sure that every Métis polyamorous feminist at age 49 is represented. But that's my worldview. So that's what I represent. But people who try and indigenize their jokes who um, don't have any lived experience and don't like or don't experience that, that's okay. Um, but go get your lived experience, right? So like if I'm doing First Nation jokes, you, you're going to hear about it from First Nations people going, that's kind of not cool. That's not your culture. And I think that, you know, that the distinctness of the three Indigenous groups and even the diversity among the First Nations in Canada is part of that intersectionality. It's not just Indigenous comic. It's Janelle, First Nation women from Mi'kmaq. It's those very specific things. Otherwise, it is you know, we are just all the same. And I just tell people, raise your voice, but don't speak for others. Um, now, you both have found great success within comedy, and you guys are giving back to your communities with workshops. Can you speak to us a little bit about that? It's helping communities, again, gain that confidence. That's the, the confidence part of it, is that these they could go on to be engineers, school teachers, comedians, whatever the case, humor is going to help them. Has you ever been to an engineering conference? Probably not because it's boring. But if they all learned a few comedy, you know, uh, and amplified their bits uh, while they were talking about fusion or whatever engineers talk about, it would be more interesting. And so this is a little seed that we can plant um, and let them have some fun doing it and give them a pro-social activity in the meantime. I mentor a lot of aspiring comedians, whether they're Indigenous or non-Indigenous, into comedy. And uh, I really focus on um, the fight or flight mechanism because that is the hardest part once you get up there, being able to talk through those uh, hormones, through those emotions, through those stress. And I have to learn the hard way. Like even today, sometimes my voice shakes or my leg shakes, but I've learned through my five years of comedy, how to expel that uh, nervous energy. And the first thing a comedian has to ever do is get in front of a microphone. You could write 30 minutes of what you believe to be comedy, but until you're in front of an audience, uh, those are not jokes. They are just rambling. So we also encourage uh, people to fight against themselves to get out there because it's, it's hard. Uh, if anybody remembers public speaking uh, in school, trying to do a presentation in front of their peers, being judged by a jury of your peers. I find Indigenous comedy is being judged by a jury of your pilgrims. Because when we first start as urban Indigenous people, we're not doing it on our uh, communities or in our communities. We're doing it in the city and they're not going to get our jokes. But we learn um, really quickly how to formulate our jokes so they understand. I do unfortunately have to explain a lot about what my jokes mean uh, in the city, but on the res or in the communities across Canada, I do not. So I find my jokes uh, work easier on the res, but in the city, I have to explain. Unfortunately, uh, there's a saying, a joke explained is a joke lost. So that's just another hurdle I have to jump through. But I do love uh, the fact that me and Jen can take both of our strengths and put it together into this comedy workshop with Gotland. Janelle, you said that um, one of your favorite comedians are Paul Mooney 
and Jen, your favorite comedian is Wanda Sykes. Both of them pushed you or inspired you to do comedy. What would you say you want to leave behind or inspire for the next generation of comedians? The thing that I would love to leave as a legacy is that um, when I weighed 400 pounds um, and I would do comedy and I, I I remember someone followed me crying to um, the the green room and said to me, how do you have so much confidence? And I was like, only on stage. Do you think I walk around hitting on young men in real life and things like that? As a bigger woman, I was more confident. And so because it was like the 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 weight was um was almost a barrier at times. So now what I want to leave is how to be truly authentic. Don't think about what other people want to hear. I mean, they need to laugh, but your point is what you want to talk about. Authenticity is so important and the diversity of our people. That's what I'd like to leave behind. Thank you. What I would like to leave behind for indigenous comedians is we are not a monolith. You do not speak as an Indigenous comedian for every single Indigenous person on Turtle Island, every single res, every single nation, every single area on Turtle Island is different. People have their own ideals, they have their own experiences, they have their own history. So when you are thinking of what is funny to you, other than Yes, your comedian should, uh, sorry, your comedy should be universal. It also should, should be, uh, just like Jen said, authentic to yourself and your experiences. Now, speaking of your comedy workshops, can you tell us if there are any happening within the GTA? For sure. We have a comedy workshop happening March 16th in Tidenega, Mohawk country. Um, it starts at 12 p.m. and ends around 435 and then our comedy show uh i believe starts at 7 30 or sorry seven o'clock uh p.m um uh, it doesn't matter if you're indigenous or non-indigenous uh we would like to uh coach anybody in uh if they're wondering if they comedy is either a career for them or even a hobby if you just want to do it on the side it's a dream you've had or just a one-off we are here for you i am also doing a comedy workshop with jen hayward I believe March 21st in the Yukon and it's going to be our first time up there that far north and we're very excited. Thank you guys so much for being here and sharing with our audience a little bit about Gotland's comedy as well as your upcoming workshops. Thank you Jen Hayward out. My name is Janelle Niles. Well, I'll Have a good night.